Ooh. <laughs> Hello. We're back. We are back. Welcome or welcome back to the Witchy Widows podcast. It's been a while. It has been a little yeah. bit of little bit of time. <laughs> we took a break. We took a little break. The world's been chaos. Our lives have been chaos. Yeah. We've been hit much. Twists here and there. <laughs> um, yeah. Hannah, how have you been? I've been all right. Well, mm-hmm. we're getting there. I yeah. think is like the motto for 2020, to be honest, isn't it? Like, you yeah. just got to keep smiling yeah. and keep on, keep on chugging through. Exactly, exactly. But, but again, it is, uh, season, so. it is, and our happiness is back. I know. I felt it just like be injected back into me, and I'm ready. <laughs> yes, I feel that. I feel like 2020 has been such a roller coaster, but like spooky season hit, and it's kind of like that chilled little run up to everything else and it feels mm-hmm. good it feels nice to be on the steady part of the roller coaster for once I totally agree and also like this time of year I've always loved just like sitting inside and watching movies and being all yeah. getting a little spooked out and now it's like oh I have to sit inside and watch movies I know this is like the dream what a shame what an absolute shame <laughs> like we are both such introverts that it's just like the dream really isn't it it is when it's not like the panic of summer and everything everyone's dying yeah everything's a mess then you know that's a bit overwhelming this right here it kind of feels okay (laughs) it feels all right so i've been i've been like re-watching horror movies um oh i do you know what i have been doing i have been re-watching a bunch of youtube videos from people when they could go ghost hunting oh yes when i say people i mainly mean mikey yeah that is like but... what started it off really didn't it last last halloween when we just sat there and binged watched glam and gore like exactly when we had our nottingham spooky adventures crazy that actually oh. must have been tomorrow makes that in exactly a year I think. no way oh no i'm way over it's been like over a year oh my god crazy i don't know what wow. day of the month i thought we were on but i thought tomorrow was the 10th of october and it is not <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. What is the day? Oh, it's the 17th of October. Oh. I am well, well wrong with that. <laughs> We're good. We're good, everyone, I swear. That just doesn't summarise yeah. 2020. I don't know what does. We can't even keep track of spooky season. That no. really points to something being wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I've been, like, watching ghost films for, like, the first time in my life. What do you mean? What kind of film? So, like, all your paranormal stuff, like your paranormal activity, your Halloween, like, your classics. Because I never used to be able to do it. I used to be so terrified that I couldn't. I think the only horror (laughs) film I'd watched was, like, Orphan, and that was it. And then the last, like, two months, I was like, you know what? I think I'm pretty desensitised to it at this point (laughs) in my life. And I've just been, like, nonstop watching horror films. And at this point, like, nothing's freaked me out, and I think I've done something wrong. (laughs) Mm, maybe a bit too deep I know <laughs> I was watching one with my boyfriend and he jumped and I was like oh I didn't that's not good <laughs> oh no I mean it's going to be good for our eventual adventures yeah but that is a little bit concerning I, I won't lie Hannah I was a bit like oh this is not good to go from being absolutely terrified to like the point where I'd have a nightmare if I even watched like a second of a horror film to now like <laughs> watching multiple in a day and being like none of this has scared me is 
character development. Yeah. What what a progress that 2020's had. What's the scariest movie you've watched? What's been like your favourite? Ooh. Let me think. I watched the classic Shining. Like oh, yes. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Like obviously that isn't very scary. And I read the book earlier in the year as well. And like to me, the book had the scenes that I found creepiest in the book, the movie doesn't do. So yeah. that was a bit disappointing. But I think, like, obviously that's not the scariest, but I think that's the favourite that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, um... I lied. Midsummer oh was very good as well. <gasps> yeah. I loved Midsummer. Oh my God, that's so good. But I found that so oddly relaxing. Like, and again, I don't think that should be what you feel when you watch that film. I actually do know what you mean. Like, especially, like right at the end, I almost felt like empowered. Yeah, and the colours and, and like the aesthetic like, and stuff. Like, it's just really beautiful, isn't it? It's a, it's a like a nice film in mm. a not nice way. Like, yeah, I, don't I think know. that's kind of like the point, though, isn't it? It's mm. supposed to like add to it because it's the idea like they're in that cult and everything is like rosy and yeah and, and it's like this perfect thing i don't know i absolutely loved that film so that was definitely a, a highlight mm-hmm. i liked that mm-hmm. have you seen um the haunting of blind no Island? i've not watched it yet so <gasps> me and my sister oh. like so she's never seen haunting of hill house and so we oh my God. like i rewatched it and watched it with her for the first time we just finished it and then mm-hmm. I'm waiting to watch it with my boyfriend. And so I'm waiting for that to watch Blind Anna. But, yeah. like, it, it's not happened yet. And I need to watch it. I'm desperate. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for I you. I can't wait. I'm excited. I've, I've really loved it. There are, there are mixed reviews yeah. because it has, it has a different vibe. Like, it focuses on different things. And it really feels more like a ghost. Story, yeah which I'd love I really love I adore um, Haunting of Hill House so I'm hoping it gives me the same kind of vibes although I did see a meme the other day that um alerted me to the fact that the little girl in it is actually the voice of Peppa I Pig, did and now see that and I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah and then like I rewatched a tiny bit just to see if I could see it and I was like I'm never going to be able to watch this again it feels like I should just connect with like the kids at work on a spiritual level like they love Peppa Pig <laughs> I'll like this like <laughs> It's the same thing. I think you'll like it. I'm excited. I My only issue really like is, it. like, I've seen the trailers, obviously, and, like, I just don't know if I can get on board with the English accents so far. Oh, I... Like, I'm really funny. Yeah. I feel like... So one of my biggest pet peeves in, like, movies and stuff is when, like, an English actor puts on an American accent. So, like, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange, you did not need that American accent. It was not necessary. I agree. And it's like I my agree. hatred in life. So I feel like I'm going to have slight issues with that. But hopefully I can ignore it enough to love the show. To be honest, it wasn't that bad. Like, I think the main people, the main British actors were... Actually, the first character, um, the woman, what's her name? She's the woman from Spy Kids. The mum from Spy Kids. Oh, well. I know who you mean. She... She does um, a British accent, and the first thing I said was, "Oh wow, that's a good British accent." <laughs> yeah, that reassures me. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be okay, but I think you're a lot more nitpicky about that than I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, "Oh well, it's it. like Whatever. one of my big annoyances, and I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I just can't cope. I just don't think it's necessary. <laughs> I do know what I do get it. I do get you. Like, 
<laughs> it's quite funny. There's this one bit where um, an American actor does do a British accent, but they are joking. Okay, I can work with that. And it's horrendous. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. But I mean, they're doing it intentionally badly, but they're really nailing it, like in terms of how bad See, it that, is. I don't mind. Um, like, be deliberately bad, but yeah. yeah. I'm one of my odd pet yeah. peeves, so <laughs> that's my feelings on my birth so far. <laughs> Oh my god! I am um, later today. We're gonna watch a horror movie. What's it called? Um, the Devil All the Time. Oh, the one with Tom Holland. I yes. need to watch that. Yes. It's on my watch list. Uh, yeah, Josh keeps being told that we need to watch it. My boyfriend. Um, so we're gonna do that later. I'll give you a formal review. Yeah, at some I need point. to watch that. Um, but yeah, any any good YouTube videos you've been watching? Oh, sorry, I just asked you a question, but I'm going to interrupt already because I did something that I think you would appreciate. I started, I went down a rabbit hole of um, urban exploring. Oh my again. god, love it! Oh, it was. It was I glorious. do like a good bit of I, urban I exploring like again. I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, Hannah and I would be so good and so. I think we'd be absolutely god awful with it. Like, I think you'd be great, but I feel like I'm that person who falls, and then like falls down like a floorboard that's not there, and like breaks her arm, and then we get arrested because we're exploring when we're not supposed to be. And I can just envision it. True. Although I did ask my boyfriend, and he told me that it's not even really technically illegal. Interesting. And like. So you'll have like private security turn up, but if it's a properly abandoned place, nobody Interesting. owns it. Although I'm not sure I trust his judgment on this because he didn't know where cults stood in the justice system. So that's, that's <laughs> true. He didn't know if a cult was bad. Well, his argument was, you know, it depends what the cult does. If they sacrifice people, then you know it's probably not illegal. But if they just like sit around and worship, I don't know, a pumpkin, then. You know, they're probably I fine. I just so envision people, like, jumping around a pumpkin, like, I love it. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, though, speaking of oh. Ooh. so I know a little bit about, like, Halloween history and October oh. history and stuff like that. I know yeah. basic, like, one-liners that people know of, like, you know, it's the time when the veil is between, between the two worlds. And I mainly know that from Vampire Diaries, to be totally honest. <laughs> That's but, intellectual source. You know. Yes, yeah, super intellectual, super viable source. Um, so I did a little bit of digging um, about just some of the random bits, like dressing up and pumpkin carving and trick-or-treating, like where oh, that all that. came from, where Halloween came from, um, stuff like that. But I was very unsurprised. Like, so Halloween dates back to pagan oh, yeah. times. Of course. And when I read that, I was right. like, I'm unsurprised. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and it's thought to originate with the Celtic Pagan Festival of S A M H A I N. Sounds about right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but that was the celebration of the end of the harvest season. And what it means in translation is like summer's end, um, which makes sense. Um, so I think it's technically supposed to be. Um, that is supposed to be the first of November, okay. so like that—that's like the end of proper like harvest season. Um, but in this period, um, gales are thought to have believed that this time of year was also, like we said before, when the walls between the worlds were thin and. <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. And maybe I'm comfortable like when I read all. that. To be totally honest. 
Yeah. Um, and so that enabled spirits to pass through. That's something that we talk about a lot, like kind of, that's like the sort of like idea yeah. that people know in general. Um, but they feared the return of spirits through that thin wall between the worlds um, because they thought it might damage their crops for the Ooh, next season. okay. So, so I think they thought it was more of like a yeah, bad rather omen, than an actual like spirit coming along mm. and kicking over all their plants. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what they did? Kick though? over all their plants. <laughs> First off, <laughs> no. So what they did to appease any spirits that would creep through, they'd set places at their dinner tables and offer those spirits Aww. food and drink, and also bonfires Ooh, would be lit to scare off the evil spirits. Yeah. I was like, I, really? I have not heard of that at all. Um, so Halloween, aside from um, that as well, marking like the end of that season, it also marks uh, the day before the Feast of All Saints Day, also known as All there Hallows, <laughs> also known as All Hallows Eve. Um, and so that day dates back to the 8th century and was designed to stamp out <laughs> pagan traditions and convert people of to Christianity. Of course, Of course. Yes, I'm very unsurprised by this. Um, so on this day, Christians would honour the saints and pray for spirits who hadn't yet reached heaven, <laughs> which is very random. Well, no, maybe not random. I just find but... that so interesting, seeing <laughs> okay. as, like, of all the kind of, like, people that I've ever known who don't like Halloween, it tends to be Christians, like, who don't support the idea yeah. of it. Yeah. Exactly. Which is something I find really interesting because I think it depends. I read a lot and a lot of stuff is saying that it is actually like a, a Christian holiday and they do specific things. But then I know there are other denominations that's just see it as like devil <laughs> I was going to say, and, like, if they saw you know, that to me as being a Christian holiday, I'd be a lot more interested. <laughs> yeah, <but> okay. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> um, so, okay, so trick-or-treating. Oh, yes. So this started in Ireland, Scotland and Wales uh, and involved people dressing up in costumes, knocking on doors and asking for food. So um, the groups would offer poems and songs in exchange for food. Um, and that tradition like evolved into children exchanging prayers um, for the dead in exchange. of Why is this cake. change from like singing songs to offering prayers? What is this? I know, I know. So they, yeah, so the children yeah. give the prayers to the dead and the dead give them soul cake. It's a bit creepy. Um, and I know, it's, this is in the 11th century and it was called <laughs> souling. Um, and it just seems like a glorified way of getting kids to sell their soul to the dead, to be totally <laughs> honest, for like a cake, which is, I mean, as a kid, I probably would have been like, yeah, sure. But Feed that me for is free and like, you can have my soul. <laughs> exactly. Um so these soul cakes were sweet with a cross on the top and they were intended to represent a spirit being freed from purgatory when eaten. <laughs> I love it! Weird. Weird. I I can't even envision it in my head. It's just like Brilliant. <laughs> Um So by the 19th century, this had evolved into a tradition where children would sing songs, tell jokes and read poems instead of prayers for pieces of okay, fruit and money. Better. So... You know, coming a bit more lighthearted, you know, no more like mm-hmm. selling my soul for a cake. Um, but later the children would start to play threatening pranks on people to get them to hand over sweets. 
Um, but the name Trick or Treat was uh, yeah. first used in America, actually, um, in 1929. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I think that sounds right. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so the dressing up part, basically, people um, started dressing up as souls of the dead, um, angels and saints for Halloween oh, hundreds that. and hundreds of years ago. Um, and the origins of doing this, particularly among the trick-or-treaters, was kind of as a lot of people were seeing, because um, they believed impersonating the spirits would offer them some kind of protection, like they either wouldn't notice them, or they would like see it as like an offering, and they would leave them alone. It was just the Aww. idea that like it would protect you, basically, uh, when these like when the walls. Yeah, it's so gross. Why use that word? Why has that been um, described? <laughs> I know. When I saw that, I was like, that's just like, no. not a good enough reason to use the word porous. Um, <laughs> um, okay, yes, love some pumpkins. So um, that also goes back to the Samaian, Samaian mm-hmm. main festival, the one, uh, the Celtic pagan one, um, where basically people would decorate their homes to ward off bad spirits. Um, and they used to carve turnips, and over time that oh. evolved into carving pumpkins. So, I, I mean, I like cute. turnips. I really like turnips. People love or hate turnips. I don't know why people Turnips are such a Scottish turnips, thing, so I'm, like, quite content with turnips. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm glad one of the turnips. turnips. <laughs> um, so, they could only find pumpkins to carve. So the pumpkin carving tradition took off properly in the 1920s, and that's when the term jack-o'-lantern is believed to come from. And it comes from the folk story of Stingy Jack, <laughs> um, who managed to trick the devil into buying him a drink, um, <laughs> which I love. Um, but because of this, when he died, he wasn't allowed into heaven or hell, but instead was trapped by the devil um, inside a burning ember. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah. Which was also kept inside a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know where. God, I, love it. I don't. I don't know why the devil was like, "I'm going <laughs> to set you on fire and put you inside a turnip." That is my new favorite like image ever. Um, I want flaming turnips everywhere in my life. <laughs> oh my god, flaming turnip! I'm going to have to add that to our little doodle for YouTube. Mm. Just a little flaming turnip. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> So I also found another like ritual that I saw that apparently people do on All Hallows Eve that I hadn't heard about. Oh, okay. Um, so um, another popular All Hallows Eve ritual was mirror gazing. Oh, yeah. So people, I, I hadn't heard of this. So as people hope to catch a vision of their future um, or like their dreams looking into a mirror. Um, and there are also reports of like fortune cookie favors being given out during like earlier times, and people wrote messages um, of paper in messages on paper in milk, um, and the notes were then folded and placed into walnut shells. Ooh. The shells were then heated over a fire, causing the milk to brown just enough for the message to like mystically appear on the paper. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite funny actually. Like yeah. weirdly interesting, but um. Yeah, that was that was just like some random stuff I came across about Halloween. I didn't um, know a lot of that. So I think the idea of like October in general is like the reason it's all spooky is like it's all leading up to like All Hallows Eve and like the time when the wall is literally yeah. the finished and that whole time is like filled with superstition because like of the porous. Ugh. Ugh. 
porous wall <laughs> and then like obviously it dates back to like crops and things like yeah. that and like protecting your crops very interesting very unsurprised though that it comes from like pagan rituals yeah I think we could have like guessed that much probably oh yeah definitely like a lot of the stuff here is like stuff people say all the time yeah um, like about like Halloween being the night when like you know spirits can travel freely yeah. and I like do that. get it though like I don't know about you but like the month of October the air always just feels really different to me and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's just because it's the transition from like the heat of summer to the cool air of autumn but like mm-hmm. the there's just something about this month where it just feels so different yeah and like yeah, I don't know I, totally I can't agree. explain it have you ever had any weird Halloween happenings I don't think I have to be honest like Mm. Halloween has never been like a big thing like as a kid and stuff like Mm. we didn't really do much for Halloween like I've never really had trick-or-treaters or or anything really like my first trick-or-treaters were at uni oh my god no way yeah so I'd never had anyone come and like trick-or-treat on my door until then but Oh. oh yeah I've never had anything creepy happen like on Halloween but Mm-hmm. there's still time you know there's still time <laughs> I look around with this year. stuff a lot more so maybe something will rock up on Halloween now maybe we'll have to go somewhere next yes. Halloween and do like a I'm so down for that mm-hmm. I love it but I will say like okay. the mirror like mirror scrying and stuff I find so interesting mm-hmm. I know um it's like a psychological thing a lot of the times I think as well they say that if you stare at a mirror for so long you start to distort your features oh my god you just reminded me of um oh you know like when you're in primary school and like you do all of the spooky oh, things and the what like stuff. bloody mary yeah stuff like that um we should definitely do an episode on that kind of yes, thing yes those kind um, of stuff were like i think they were what fueled my fear back in the day i used to be so scared yeah, of stuff like that definitely um but there was this one thing that I remember, I think my cousin told me actually, and it was, if you stare at yourself in a mirror for long enough, you'll see what you look like when you die. Yeah, I've had that. Weird. And also, I like, think... the, you see things in the background and stuff of your, like, that's not necessarily yeah. there. Or... It is creepy. Yes, that is a really, really creepy. I... Um... Oh, go on. I've seen, like, um... Amy's Crypt on YouTube is like a, a paranormal YouTuber that I watch all the time. And she mm-hmm. does a lot of paranormal investigations and has like a lot of tools that she uses. And one of the things that she did in a recent video was that she did try this like mirror scrying out. And it was interesting because she was saying that she felt that she was looking different and she could see stuff that we necessarily couldn't. And it was just, it's interesting to kind of witness that a little bit. Oh, that's so yeah. strange. It was pretty cool. Like, I love her investigations. I would definitely recommend checking her out. She, Amy's crypt. Yeah. She, one thing that I love that she does is she takes, like, um, she calls them cat balls. Um, we use them as work as, like, sensory balls, but they're basically, like, these little plastic balls that have coloured lights in them. And when you, mm-hmm. like, shake them, they light up. <laughs> and I love it at work. I'm always like, oh, let's set these up. And they're like, no, <laughs> put them away. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, um so she often like takes them with her on like paranormal investigations and sets them up around and like they go off all the time by themselves like oh, there's creepy. so many creepy ones like there was one she was investigating with her mum and um they'd like split off to go to different parts of a prison I think and her mum mm-hmm. had 
these like three cat balls in front of her like lined up across this hallway and like Mm -hmm. they were listening like they she'd ask it to do something the ball would go like she'd ask the next Mm -hmm. one like can you play with the next one it would go and then she had a spirit box on and it was saying like mum mother like it knew that it was oh it was creepy oh that just gave me chills but yeah so like cat balls are an awesome like way of exploring stuff Okay, well, we'll definitely have to take some with us yeah. on our little adventures. Also, love that she was ghost hunting with us. I know, it's brilliant. Massively respect that. <laughs> my mum would never do that. She'd be like, she'd probably smack me. Well, yeah, my mum would just be like, no, it's not real. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I just found a website about eight lost Halloween traditions. Ooh. And it's all about, like, um, relationships. Okay, I'm intrigued. Different. I'll be real quick and just read it to you. Um, the first one is apple bobbing as matchmaking. So according to fruit historian, there are fruit historians, love that, um, Joan Morgan, early settlers of America brought, them, uh, brought with them European customs that stemmed from the age-old belief that apples were symbols of fertility. Um, so one last Halloween tradition that springs from the idea involved young women... Um, covertly marking apples before dropping them into a tub of water and then men would like bob for the apples and future matches were foretold depending on whose apple a man like oh i like that nagged. if i ever told you yeah. my, my dog one. can apple bob no way yeah, my dog can apple bob it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> how did you manage to teach your dog to apple bob she just like Every Halloween for years, we'd fill up a bowl of water, put apples in it, and she'd like grab the little stalks of it. And um, <laughs> she's she's got like um stomach problems now, so she can't eat anything except specific dog food. But they still tried mm-hmm. it with her like two years ago while I was at uni, and she did it, grabbed the apple, and ran off with it. And then they had to like run her head out <laughs> and get the apple. Did she do that thing that dogs do when they know they have something they shouldn't, so they just yeah, leg it? Like, run. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, carry on with the list. <laughs> oh my God, that is amazing. Um, yeah, so the second one is peeling apples to predict your future. Oh, I've done this. Well, Have I you? haven't done this for me, but I've done this for a friend. No and, way. Um, we were talking and we were talking about like tarot readings and stuff. And um, she's kind of like getting into it a bit. But um, mm-hmm. we were talking about different ways that she could like find out what was going on with the boy she liked and like it was similar like the tarot cards kept saying like it's bad juju and um she was kind of like no I don't believe it whatever and so then we tried to do the apple bit and um what we'd looked up it said like the amount of peel or something that you get is like representative of how many loves you'll have in your life or something and it was just hilarious because every time she did it it just came off in tiny little chunks (laughs) <laughs> she had like 12 pieces of tiny little jokes so I was like that doesn't look good <laughs> oh my god that is amazing anyway, again carry on that's very upsetting for her no I, I love it um, that's fine um this one's slightly different so this is um a young single woman would peel an apple in one long strand and toss the peel over her shoulder if the peel landed in the shape of a letter that was supposedly her future husband's initial Ooh. no my luck it just hit yeah. someone in the face yeah, probably. <laughs> have you um have you done the thing with like the ring and your hair? No. To see how many kids you'll have and Oh no, I haven't. I should do. 
You should do that. I did it the other day. Apparently, I'm going to have two girls and two boys. That wouldn't surprise me with your family genetics. That's true. I'll probably have <laughs> twins. Probably be one of each each time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three. Um, staring into a mirror to see your future spouse's face. And then the first line of this is, could true love get any creepier? Probably, Probably. not. Um, <laughs> true. Um, common law of the late 1800s to early 1900s said that single women could see the face of their future husband on Halloween by staring into a mirror in a darkened Ooh. room. <gasps> That's creepy. I don't like that. Uh, the next one, fortune telling with neighbours. So the earliest American celebrations of Halloween combined with American Indian and European customs, uh, neighbours would gather and play like party games uh, to celebrate the harvest by like dancing, singing, reminiscing about the dead and like telling each other's fortunes. Aww. So apparently that was just like a like tradition that. that people used to have. Yeah. Uh, number five is watching hazelnuts roast over a fire. I've seen loads of yeah. that like, Warm-up stuff. It's really interesting. Um, so, following a tradition that originated with the ancient Celts, single women in Scotland would designate a hazelnut for each of their love interests, then toss the nuts onto a fire on Halloween. The nuts that burned to ashes instead of popping supposedly represented the woman's future betrothal. Good old Scotland. We should. Just, I was going to say we should try that, but like I only have one oh, yeah. interest. I don't quite any, like it. I don't intend to have this one. Tell me otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, you're broken up with because my hazelnut didn't, you know, burn to cinders. Yeah, my hazelnut popped instead <laughs> of, yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, eating sweets to get clairvoyant dreams. Oh, this, I, I, so, this sounds fun. Yeah, this is a Scottish <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, so one last Halloween tradition of Scotland said that if a woman ate a dessert of sugary walnuts, hazelnuts and nutmeg before going to sleep on Halloween, she'd dream of what else? Her future husband. Scotland's really up for like nuts and husbands, isn't it? Like there's a big yeah, nuts and husbands. <laughs> oh my god, this next one. Hiding jewelry inside potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand. So um, lost Halloween traditions dating back to the 18th to 18th century Ireland also centered around matchmaking. For instance, on Halloween night, a cook might place a ring inside a bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Whoever found it was sure to find true love. I just choke on it and die. I mean, I hate mashed potatoes, so I go nowhere near that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never like put a yeah. ring in like dessert or something to get proposed with. That's just a recipe for disaster. I know. But I just mm. shovel that bad boy. There's no way I'm being delicate about that pudding. Exactly. And if it's a drink, like, it's just going so quick. <laughs> like, there's no point. The final one is also about nuts. <laughs> Hiking through the woods in search of chestnuts. So Halloween parties often included a chestnut hunt. And the first person to find a burr, legend had it, would be the first in the group to walk down the aisle. Ooh. That's quite an interesting one. We should do that. Ben gave me a conker the other day on our anniversary. Does that symbolise anything? (laughs) I feel like it's telling me something based on all of this. Oh, maybe. He doesn't really have it, but he's something else gave him He secretly just proposed to me with a conker. That's what it is. That's what the spirits are saying. Definitely. Absolutely. He doesn't realise that people are actually engaged. (laughs) God, if he ever listens to this, he's probably having a little panic attack right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's it for the random lost I traditions that I just randomly well, found. Well, I found but... a random list of, like, creepy Halloween stories, if we're interested in that. Oh, hell It's yeah, from Reader's it. Digest, so I, I can't tell you how much, <laughs> like, truth there is behind this. But, you know, some of them sound quite creepy. Okay, so okay. the first one is called Wrong Place at the Wrong Time. In 1992, a 16-year-old Japanese foreign exchange student in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, played the ultimate price after accidentally ringing the wrong doorbell on his way to a Halloween party. Oh, no. no, I'm not going to be able to say his name. Yoshiro Hattori had been unfamiliar with the neighbourhood when he he and a friend arrived at the home of Rodney Pierce, a nearby neighbour who opened up the door armed with a 44 Magnum revolver. Although Hattori allegedly said we're here for a party, Piers claimed he feared for his life and ordered the student to freeze. When Hattori misunderstood the commands and kept approaching, after being questioned, the perpetrator was arrested but later acquitted of manslaughter. It is unknown what kind of Halloween costume Hattori wore to the, which warranted such a reaction. Oh my god. So that's kind of that's brutal. Yeah. That is so brutal. I wonder what he was wearing. <laughs> I know. It's gotta be something creepy, surely. This is why people shouldn't just be allowed. Guns. Yes. That is the moral of this. It does not matter what you dress up with. It is the guns that are the issue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this next one is called a deadly finale. So mm-hmm. on Halloween Day in nineteen sixty three, the Indiana State Fair held a Holidays on Ice skating exhibition for a crowd of hundreds. The grand finale was not what anyone had expected. Unbeknownst to organisers at the Indiana State Fairgrounds Coliseum, propane gas had began leaking from a nearby tank into the poorly ventilated room. During a final act called Mardi Gras, the propane gas caught fire, leading to a horrific explosion, and this propelled onlookers from their chairs. The death toll was 74 and 400 additional people were injured. 400? Mm-hmm. That's a little bit crazy. Jesus. That's insane. I can't believe I've never heard of any of these. Okay. The next no. one is a prank gone wrong. So, the tradition of throwing eggs at people on Halloween is, at best, a harmless prank. At worst, it can turn deadly. That was the case for Carl Jackson, a 21-year-old data entry clerk at Morgan Stanley, who usually never left the house on Halloween, as he thought it was dangerous. <laughs> on October 31st, 1995, his worst fear became reality. Jackson had decided to venture out to pick up his girlfriend's son from a party. Along the way, a group of teens pelted his car with eggs, so Jackson got out to confront them. But as he was getting back into the car, one of the pranksters pulled a gun and fatally shot him in the head. <gasps> What? Why is what is it about guns? Like why? 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 Where's the escalation point from eggs? It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And the last one is called "Vanished Without a Trace," which sounds eerie. Ooh. To this day, no one knows what happened to Hyun Jung, Cindy Song, a 39-year-old grad student at Penn State University. Oh, I've heard about this before. Um. So she disappeared without a trace after leaving a Halloween party after midnight in 2001. Song had stopped by a friend's home in the early mornings, still decked out in her bunny costume, and accepted a lift home about 4am. 
Slightly intoxicated, she managed to get inside her home and drop off her belongings, including her backpack and cell phone. She even removed her false eyelashes. But Song herself was never seen again. Investigators found no evidence of foul play and no activity on her credit cards or cell phone. The case eventually went cold. What? I mean, if she took her false eyelashes, yeah, she was going to bed. it's proper creepy. Um, I've listened to a couple of like YouTube videos and stuff on this case. It's, it's weird. What, so is it she just, like, she just vanished? Like, this, yeah. I mean, I know you said, like, no activity exactly. on any of her cars There's a lot anything. of stuff. Like, if I'm remembering correctly, it's, like, rumoured that, like, it was some, like, guy friends that took her home and stuff. So it's kind oh, of implied so or, like, alleged that maybe mm-hmm. they had something to do with it. But, yeah. <sighs> so there's some creepy things that occurred oh on Halloween. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not going out. I like. Do you remember the year where there was all the like clowns everywhere? Like, I was terrified yeah. going out for Halloween that year. Like, I was so scared of clowns. <laughs> and like, clowns don't mm-hmm. actually bother me, but it's more the fact that like they were they were being like malicious anyway, weren't they? And then the idea of like people yeah. behind a mask and stuff, and you don't know who they are. Like, it does freak me out. Yeah. Like, I was watching a Haley Reese yeah. YouTube video the other day. And um, again, she's mm-hmm. like a paranormal YouTuber, and she was um, love her talking about a case that she'd had, like from a subscriber, I think, like a story from a subscriber, and she was saying about how they, so this subscriber had experienced a haunted house where she was kind of like touched, and the person who was dressed up in the haunted house like had an axe and was threatening them and stuff. And it turned out that person mm. hadn't actually been hired for the haunted house. It was just the person mm. dressed up in it. And that kind of thought does scare it oh again God. a little bit. Like, you don't really know who's behind masks and costumes. And that is quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, I heard a similar story, actually, about... Um, it was basically, like, the exact same thing, but it was a group of people. And they'd escaped from, like, a local institution where they were being, oh, yeah. like, held and, like, um, you know, like, yeah. rehabbed in terms of, like, their mental health and stuff. Um, and they all basically, a group of them escaped and went to, like, um, like one of those scary houses, yeah. like, the haunted houses that you, like, walk through and just talk to people. It's terrifying. And they, they did it for hours before anyone really noticed like slicing you don't ever think about it do you like you do just presume that they've been hired but actually anybody can go into those places like you can buy a ticket and go in like yeah even the people working there yeah no because everyone it is scary but then it also mildly reminds me of that new girl episode where jess is working at a haunted house and then nick punches her just to bring that up a minute like (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think there's um slightly unrelated, but in the little village that I'm in now, um there's like a little Halloween walk around. Oh, cute! Um, yeah, walk around the village, and there's like a little like um scavenger hunt. Oh, we love something like that on Halloween. So I said I wasn't going to go out on Halloween, but actually I might do some little like wholesome. Yeah, I've got a Halloween work party, so for the kids, and I'm dressing up as a bat, and I can't wait. Oh, oh my that's God, what my Halloween people might get. People are going to be like a bit triggered by that. They cause coronavirus. <laughs> it's proper social <laughs> distance, I promise. 
<laughs> you just walk in like, haha, I guess. Yeah, it's like um, a normal respite session, but we call it a Halloween party. So that's so cute. Yeah, so we'll do ca- like Halloween activities and stuff, but it's just realistically a normal respite. But I get to dress up. Love I'm it. very excited. Absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some just like ghost stories. Oh yeah, hear me some ghost stories. Are these your ghost stories? No, I'll come. I'll, I'll so context. Um, I've moved. Uh, my partner and I have moved into his parents' house. We're saving mm-hmm. for a house. Lovely, exciting things. And um, I've been hearing some very interesting ghost stories. Oh, so I'll share them in a minute. But um, these are some ones from Reddit. I always love the ones on Reddit. Um, this is on the forum. Just ghost stories. And this one is called The House That Freaked Out the Builders and Landscapers. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so um, I want to say like Hoth, Hearth, that's the village called, that's what the village is called. Okay. But H-O-A-T-H. Um, but yes, that's a village near Canterbury and Sturry, um, out on the old marshes that were once uh, Wonsome Channel. Okay. I don't know what any of those places are, but yes. Um, so in 2014, uh, this is from this person's, so this person's saying, so I'll read like as if it's first person. Um, so a few years ago in 2014, my landscaping company were called to join a beautiful house there. Uh, the house was a converted barn that had been brought by the new owners who wanted some work done, uh, some work to be done there before properly moving in, as is often the case. So the first step was to visit the property and take a look and come up with the full price for the job. There was a great deal of land surrounding the property with extensive gardens that had fallen into a state of disrepair. After visiting the property, I returned saying that the place gave me the creeps and that although it was empty and isolated several hundred yards from the next dwelling, it felt like I was being watched. Obviously, everyone laughed at me. I priced the job, which was a big one, and that would, um, and would need us on site for about five days and then forgot about the whole thing. Um, as it turned out, we were given the contracts for the garden clearance and various tree works, and we booked in for a few weeks' time. When we arrived on site, there was a crew of builders already there who were working inside the house and living there for a couple of weeks while they carried out renovations. When we arrived, we said our hellos, and uh, John... Who's John? <laughs> who's John? Um, and John asked what, what they thought of the house. The reply was, it's a lovely place, but it's haunted shit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I know. Um, we laughed and asked why they thought they would have... Oh, my God, what is my English? I struggled to we read laughed. today as well. <laughs> I, don't, I think we haven't done this in, in a while. Wow, as well, practice. Also. I know. Um, we laughed and asked why they thought that, and they told us that all night they could hear banging coming from empty rooms. Their tools were being moved around, they heard whispering, and one even received a phone call from a distant voice that could not be understood from the number 00000000. Brilliant. He showed us the call report um, to prove that it was, in fact, on his mobile phone. Interested, but still not entirely convinced, we got on with our work. Joe told us that the back courtyard garden gave him the chills, but apart from that, day one was uneventful. Who's Joe? I wonder who's Jack. No, who's John and who's Joe? I need proper character introduction. Um, on day two, it was quiet in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I went inside for a coffee. While I was there, there was knocking sounds coming from one of the back rooms. Nobody was in there, but it could have well been someone in the 
in one of the garden areas, knocking against the wooden walls from the outside or doing some other job or whatever. But there was a sound like a wallpaper being unrolled or a poster falling off a wall, something like that. It came from the hall, then out of the hall. A shadow shot through the kitchen and out of the front door. Ooh. I was alone in the house at the time. And after looking at every angle, the only way the shadow could have been cast was by the kitchen lights in the middle of the room, but there was nothing that cast it. I was starting to become a believer. On day three, Paul, one of the daughters, was having an argument with someone on the phone when he hung up and said, I can't believe that. The driver from the skip company says he won't come here to pick up the skip unless we can promise there's someone on site to meet him because he reckons he saw something here when he dropped the skip off before we got here and it's definitely haunted. (laughs) Crazy. I know. When he did arrive, he said that he dropped the skip off the first time. He knew the place was empty, but he saw someone moving around in there. And while he was unloading the skip, the radio and the lorry came on was loud and static. Ew. Um, day four was quiet apart from the knocking and banging which we'd all gotten used to by then even though it was louder than before and definitely not one of us messing around on day five a guy turned up uh, to put the new TV aerial in and that involved some wiring being fitted in the back room where most of the noises came from oh no 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 <laughs> no 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 um, a few hours in he was having a coffee with everyone else in the kitchen and said he'd be glad when he was done because the room was creeping him out he said that he was sure that he kept hearing someone walking around in there, but there was nobody inside the house, let alone in that room. The final thing that happened while we were working there was another contractor turned up to do some light fitting and parked outside the house. While he was in there, his van radio came on really loud with a lot of static, just like the skip driver said had happened to him when he was there before. A few weeks after we'd been there, the new owners moved in and John and I went to visit them to settle up the bill one evening after work. John All was, those poor sods. I know. John was curious and asked the owner if he was enjoying living there. He obviously read between the lines a bit. Maybe he's just already asked. Maybe he's already been asked about this place by one of the other contractors and responded by saying, "It's a beautiful house, but I must say it takes on a completely different feeling at night. It's not such a nice place after it gets dark." <laughs> oh, we returned to work there a couple more times on smaller jobs. As the clients were living there full-time by then, we didn't spend much time in the actual house itself. But on one occasion, we were in the kitchen in the evening, having a cup of tea with the owner, when in the back room there was a huge crash, like a wardrobe being pushed over. The owner just put his finger up and whispered, please just pretend you didn't hear that. We don't want the children to be scared. (laughs) Oh my God, no. Get out. Literally, just sell everything and leave. Like, it's not worth it. It's horrendous. Ew, imagine. No, 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 no. If, if I had people working on my house and they were like, this is really creepy and like, you know, a good like 20 people like this place is haunted, I'd be like, I believe you. Yeah, I believe I'd be you out of there. I'm out. <laughs> um, okay, this next one's really short. Um, it just says, this literally just happened. Still shaking. Brilliant. Um, this was seven months ago. Um, so something really creepy just happened to me. As I was driving home, a little girl ran out in front of the car. A little girl ran out in front of the car, right in front of me, and we both slammed on her brakes. Um, I thought she hit her, so I got out to check. So did the other lady. But guys, we could not find her. Oh. She wasn't under the car. She wasn't on the ground or on the side of the road, but we both saw her. That's I horrendous. She just vanished. I know. I'm super freaked out. I got my phone out to call the ambulance and everything. 
Um, and then it says update and says, so I was really freaked out last night and I realized I could have been a bit more forthcoming with the details. Everything happened so fast. I'm going to try my best to remember as much as possible. The road is called Old 22 in Pennsylvania. Um, blah, blah, blah. There's no local legends or anything uh, about a ghost girl on that road. And as far as I'm aware, there haven't been any accidents or deaths on that spot in the last 30 years. So if something did happen, it's definitely, it definitely is not recent. Uh, there's two large open fields on either side of the road. So we would have seen her if she ran away. We both saw her, so it was not our imagination. She was young, maybe five or six. She had light blonde hair and wore a blue dress. I never saw her face. It happened too fast and I was panicking. We searched the area for over five minutes looking for her, but there was no sign of her anywhere. We both freaked out. So I said, I think it's time to go. And the other woman said, good idea. And we left. Oh. I've lived in that area my entire life. And I drive by the spot almost every day, but I've never seen anything like that. That's awful. I hate that. Can you imagine the panic you must feel as well, thinking you've hit someone? It's I like, know. That is awful. That's terrible. Um, the next one's about skinwalkers. Do you know anything about skinwalkers? I do know a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so from my understanding about skinwalkers, they're like shape-shifting demon animal things. Yeah. Um, and often they try to trick people into going after them by like making noises. Like a lot of the time, um, most reports are skinwalkers making the sounds of babies crying yeah um outside of particularly like women's houses that would get um, me yeah or um if a family has a dog um uh, they'll hear a barking that's kind of sounds oh, like the dog but no, sounds like no. it's like a person making a dog's noise right like oh so this one is called don't talk about the skinwalkers this was five months ago by Lindsay. um she says, I have a story. It isn't mine, but it happened to my uncle. He used to tell that someone went camping and it scared the lights out of me every time I heard it. We live in Utah and my uncle Mark went on a mission at 19. They sent him to an Indian reservation in Arizona. They paired him up with a, compa- with a companion named Carl. When they first got there, there was a huge rift with the locals on the reservation with them being there. They didn't want my uncle and Carl staying on the reservation grounds. That's kind of fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that's perfectly fair. It's actually very fair. Um, eventually, they came to a compromise that they would stay on the outskirts in a trailer. This reservation wasn't very big and was located next to a heavily wooded area. The first night, they were trying to sleep when all of a sudden their trailer started to shake violently back and forth. Oh my god. Gross. Startled and not sure what was happening, they climbed under their table for cover. That makes sense, because they could think it's like... In an earthquake, earthquake yeah. That that's that's a very sensible reaction. Yeah, I um, think that's quite logical. Yeah, um, Mark could distinctively hear someone pushing it from both sides of the trailer, uh. like a group of people. After about five minutes, it stopped. Ew, that was horrible. Um, the next day, they made rounds on the reservation and were talking to the locals. Carl made a comment to one of the families that their trailer was shaking the night before. The family got very quiet and then told them they had to leave. They thought it was strange, but didn't think much of it. The next night, it happened again. They awoke to their trailer shaking back and forth. Again, they climbed under the table until it stopped. This went on for two more nights. Anytime they tried to talk to anyone about it, they got quiet and told them to leave. Mark started thinking that, due to the tension of their arrival, the locals were doing this to scare them off the reservation. Yeah, again, that seems very logical. It does. And 
they then go into a convenience store and they were talking together about how frustrated they were with the situation. The clerk overheard them and said, they can't talk about it, it's forbidden. Confused, they ask him, can't talk about what? The guy continues to tell them about the skinwalkers. He says they are evil demons and they were once Native American witches. If they talk about it, the skinwalkers will come for their souls. They just walked out of their baffled. They thought it was another scare tactic. So that night, when the shaking started again, my uncle decided to be brave and confront them. He went to the trailer door, flew it open and yelled, hey. When he did that, he saw three animals run off. Two were a wolf, one was a bear, but they looked strange, almost with human features. As he watched them run towards the trees, all three stood up on two legs and walked slowly towards the trees, making a human cackling laugh. Ah, I hate that. I oh. hate that. It scared him so bad that they called their mission president the next morning and asked to be moved. They were relocated that day. For a year, nothing happened. One day, they announced that Carl was being relocated to another city and Mark was getting a new companion, Jimmy. They had to drive for about an hour to pick Jimmy up from the airport. The road they travelled boundaries of the reservation. They arrived at about 8pm and met Jimmy um, and they had to leave. The mission president tells Jimmy, we are driving through a dangerous area at night so we can't make any stops. If you need the restroom, you need to go now. Jimmy says, I'm fine. The mission and president get serious and even freak out Mark. I'm not kidding, go do your business. Jimmy was insistent he was fine, so they hit the road. As they were about to drive, as they were about 30 minutes into the drive, they were going through an area of the reservation boundary complaining that he needed to pee badly. Oh, what a surprise! Oh, Jimmy, you're so annoying. Um, the mission president says, we can't stop here, you'll have to hold it. Jimmy keeps going, I really can't hold it. So the mission president stops okay but you will do your business next to the door and if i say get in the car you better get in the car fast with a look of confusion jimmy says all right opens the door and starts to do his business about five seconds later the mission president says nothing and just yanks jimmy into the car and floors it jimmy and mark start freaking out what's going on the mission president says nothing and just increases his speed all of a sudden mark sees something next to the car on the right a giant wolf-looking man was running on two feet next oh. to the car. Mark looked at the speedometer and they were doing over 60 miles an hour and still increasing. The wolf creature kept right next to the car for 10 minutes until it finally That freaks me so much. 10 minutes at 60 miles oh. an hour. Shaking, Jimmy gets out of the car when they arrive. They did not speak through the whole ordeal and says, what did I just see? The mission president says, Next time I tell you to take care of your business, you take care of your business. I hate that. I hate that. Oh, my God. That freaks me so much. Oh, my God. The comments. It says, sounds like he was in the Lukachukai or Toad Leader area. I served there as well. Oh, my God. Um, he said... I say that only because that's the only wooded area on the reservation and it's known for that type of activity. Gorgeous, but yes, there's something definitely really off about it. I've had my fair share of paranormal experience, but fortunately there weren't any skinwalker ones. Um, and he, this person says, any possession stories. Oh, that's God. Mad. That's so creepy. Oh, that is, that is disgusting. 
<laughs> someone, someone's put Jimmy. I am fine. Narrator. Alas, Jimmy was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, user. Oh sir. God, just making that a little less serious for a minute. Yeah, someone put um, a lady tribe and was living on a reservation told me about some skinwalkers using short stilts from their arms and maybe even their legs I don't remember to allow them to easily maneuver on all fours just one possibility although certainly not the only one and wouldn't and wouldn't explain being able to keep up with a car going 60 miles an hour for 10 minutes oh disgusting (laughs) absolutely horrific horrible um I'm done with spooky stories now yeah (laughs) I think that's anyway that was a, a good conclusion for those. <laughs> Jeez, that was scary. There are loads yeah, of Yeah, I don't like that. There. 10 minutes. It kept up at 60 miles an hour for 10 minutes. It's just so creepy. So creepy. I wonder what, like, their purpose is. Like, what do they do? I, I guess they're demons, so... Is it just to kill? Or is it, like, soul-stealing? Or... Who knows? It sounds kind of protective as well of, like, native lands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Ugh. Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on from that. Um, <laughs> so, do you have any spooky life updates, Hannah? I have one tiny little paranormal life Ooh. update. Come on. Um, I think I've already told you this, so this probably isn't new news for you, but it's probably new news for the podcast. Um, so it's not very exciting or anything, but it's, it's just a little bit of something. Um, I was at work, and um, we keep toys upstairs in the loft. So we go up there to get a lot of our toys and stuff at the moment. We clean a lot of toys up there, so we go up there quite a bit. And... Um, Basically, along the wall, I don't know how to describe this very well, but there's stairs to get up into the loft. And then along the, like, wall where the stairs are, like, where the banister and stuff is, we had some, like, construction toys stacked up. And so, basically, we had these, like, bricks. And these bricks are, like, foam bricks to be played with. They're, Mm. They're pretty cool. They look quite realistic. And they were stacked up against the wall. And so I was walking up the stairs... And one of the bricks came, like, flying in front of me. And, like, this doesn't sound creepy because it sounds like I could have just banged the wall and it could have fallen off. But how it was, like, located, it kind of... I don't even know how to describe it. It didn't fall off. It came around the corner to where Mm -hmm. it fell, essentially. Like, it couldn't... If it had just fallen off in front of it, it would have been fine. But it actually had to, like go a substantial difference to get there and there's no way it could have done that just from being bashed that's disgusting so yeah that is my only little paranormal update creepy Very and, like creepy. we do hear stuff like quite often it sounds like there's footsteps and stuff in that loft so mm-hmm. it yeah it's a bit creepy <sighs> but you know that is, that is creepy i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so that was my tiny little one okay okay that is creepy. <laughs> so for me, there have been many changes in my life. Um, as I said earlier, I have moved. My boyfriend and I have moved in with his parents temporarily to save all of our money to go buy a house that will probably be haunted. Uh, mm-hmm. my luck. Um, so there have been a few things that have been going on. Um, oh, okay. So 
I've been here alone a few times and there's a dog here called Buddy. Very cute, slightly overweight beagle, adorable. Um Love and that. sometimes he just gets really weird and he'll like bark at nothing. Um He'll bark up the stairs or he'll bark into the kitchen. Creepy. It's really, really weird. But that's, like, not so bad because he's, he's a dumb little dog. So could be anything. Um, and then there was this one time where I was studying for something. Um, I think it was, like, a certification upstairs. And I had someone come upstairs and no one said anything. And it was just me and I thought Josh's parents in. And normally they'll walk past. And said anything. I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. And then I went downstairs like a few minutes later and nobody was in. <laughs> that's so creepy. So I was like, okay. I was like, all right, then, fine. Um, and then I was talking to Josh's mum about it. And she she told me a story about how one time she came home from work and there were no cars. So she was like, oh, okay, I'm the only one in. Um, and she looked up and she saw someone walk in the hallway like across the window and she saw it uh. she saw the shadow so she walked in and she was like oh who's in like she was like shouting hello and stuff and nobody was in Ew. like that's no creepy. one at all really yeah really weird um and then we were having these conversations and she told me this story about her friend who um is like a really like level-headed like chill person like like has never mentioned this before but was randomly like, yeah, we have a ghost. <laughs> Brilliant. And Rachel was like, what? <laughs> um, and then um, basically there's like a ghost of like um, a Victorian woman who just sits in the sofa or is in Brilliant. the hallway. And apparently it depends, it depends who visits. Apparently they can see or they can't. But then this woman spoke to her neighbour about it because she hadn't seen this ghost yeah. in a while. And the neighbour said, that they've seen this ghost <laughs> sitting on the sofa. Brilliant, she's got fed up so with that. So this ghost, like... this Victorian woman, yeah, she just like hops down the street. and just, That's like, actually hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, your life's boring, so I'm going to go sit on someone else's sofa to watch. Yeah, apparently she's totally harmless. But I love it. How funny. That's kind of yeah. the ghost you kind of want, isn't it? Like just a chilled Victorian lady. She's just chilling. Like She just didn't want to leave. And how cute. Just, you know, she's gone on holiday to their neighbour's house now. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, but that's cute. I quite like that my one. Little updates. I feel like that's a really nice one to kind of end on. Yes, this has been quite a long podcast as well. It's been nice. Yeah, I feel like we just had to get all our spookiness out. Exactly. So happy spooky season, everybody. Happy spooky season. We won't take this long of a break next time. Exactly, but we needed it. So Yeah, I'm not okay. going to say we promise because I, I yeah. don't promise. Who knows, but... We'll don't try promise anything but yeah but we'll try <laughs> cool okay well next ah. time then we'll see you again soon bye bye